My job is to, to restore the roar. All right, just get up here and give us a fucking song. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. But none of that matters if you've had enough of that shit. Yeah, that's a good one. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite the kneecap off. What kind of surrealistic nonsense is this? I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? But I do know one thing. I am the goddamn manager, and I'm going to run this goddamn team. And welcome, everybody, to the Angry Sports Brothers, where we talk Detroit sports primarily, and there is a lot to be angry about, but uh, maybe not this week. We need to talk about the first most important story of the sports weekend. And that would be the Michigan Wolverines and a historic beatdown at Ohio State. Let's get the fight song going. Yes, go blue. One of the most important wins in the history of the school took place on Saturday. And gentlemen, the results shocked me. The fact that they won shocked me, but the fact that they beat Ohio State down was just unbelievable. Um, I don't know what to say. In fact, why don't you guys gather your thoughts? And just because I've been dining out on this all weekend, let's play some highlights. McCarthy under pressure, back shoulder throw, caught. Cornelius Johnson breaking it, still on his feet. Cornelius Johnson sprinting. Touchdown, Michigan, 69 yards. McCarthy looked and throws deep. Got a wide open receiver. Cornelius Johnson sprinting. Touchdown, Michigan. Play action. J.J. McCarthy lobs it wide open. Caught at the 10. Touchdown, Colston Loveland. Here's Edwards with the lay. Donovan Edwards down the sideline. Gets past Rick. Like crack. Donovan Edwards. Touchdown, Michigan. Give me the one more. Down. Here's the run again. Donovan Edwards. Whoa. That was the best. Catch him. No. Donovan no. Edwards again. 85 <laughs> yards. Now, those highlights are so juicy, I can even take Don, uh, Gus Johnson in his exaggerated call, the Don. But let me tell you something. That was unbelievable. The rivalry is back. Michigan is now the king of the Big Ten. This is, it was just unbelievable. What was your thoughts watching this game? Or if you didn't watch it, what was your thoughts hearing the score? I couldn't believe it. I honestly, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like I, I texted you guys that, you know, I've been alive, what, 58 years. That was the most impressive win I've ever seen them have in the rivalry. I've seen blowouts. I've seen, you know, games where they, you know, the guarantee game from Harbaugh. You've seen Bianca Batuka run for 300 yards. You saw those kind of cool things. I was never more impressed than in that second half. I couldn't, couldn't believe what I was watching. And it was it was glorious, <laughs> it was wonderful, and to see them the the you know the, those tree nut people just go home angry, and they were angry. It was nice. Yeah. It was beautiful, 
And it was that, that first oh, yeah. highlight that you had with uh, the Gus Johnson touchdown changed the entire complexion of the game. Just it was just changed the yeah. entire complexion. It was 10-3, and if they don't get that, maybe it goes to 17-3. You don't know. And that changed the entire game. And it was and it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> well, and the, the team Sorry. seems to have taken on the personality of Jim Harbaugh, the toughness. And what I liked about it is it it seems to have, and I think this is a good word for it, it seems to have broken the Ohio State program because guess what? They're clamoring for our Urban Meyer to come back. Day, there's one more loss to Michigan, and he's fired. They don't have an identity, this program. They don't have a tough defense anymore. They don't have a strong running game. They have no identity. Their identity is to have some quality receivers, which they've had the last three or four years. But Michigan seems to have broken them in a way that I was not expecting to see in my lifetime again. And it was so great to see. Michigan has been unbelievable the last two years. And now there's even talk. People are saying, wait a minute. Georgia's not as good as they were last year. And Michigan's better that Michigan could actually compete with the Bulldogs and compete for a national championship. And I don't think that's out of the question. You look at the domination they've had in the second half of ball games this year with Penn State and Michigan State and Ohio State um, and all the other teams that they come back and blow out in the second half. There's something to that. They got pros on this team. And they have speed, which is something that Ohio State had in spades for years. And now all of a sudden, Michigan is matching them for speed and beating them on toughness. It was just so much fun to watch. We're just watching a program transform a transformation in the Big Ten right before our eyes. I thought it was great. Just I was shocked, but it was so great to watch. Yeah, it was. It was shocking. <laughs> it really was. It was. You know, the second that Edwards run was just. Well, I didn't think Ohio State was going to come back even after the first Edwards run, but the second one was just, it was funny. It was just like, oh my God, he's, this is incredible, you know? And, um, you know, Ryan Day, I don't, he's 31 and two in the Big Ten. That's a pretty good record, but the two, the two are the ones that sting the most. And, you know, and the, the talk of, the, the, the talk of, uh, you know, I was listening to some podcasts before the game. Um, Michael Smith and uh, some other guy, and he he said that the Ohio State has an advantage not only with the athletes, but their coach is better. And they said their coach is so much better than Harbaugh. It, it, this is going to be a a demolition. And I'm like, no, Harbaugh is pretty tough. You know, Harbaugh is, you know. He's not a bullshit guy anymore. And I, I thought, uh, you know, everybody, I don't think anybody expected this. Nobody expected this on the no, set of Fox at noon. Even as a Michigan fan, yeah, I, I, I use it as a Michigan fan. A lot of Michigan fans were like this. Um, thought that last year might have been a little bit of a fluke. Uh, there was talk about Ohio State players last year being sick, including their quarterback. And so people were thinking, here comes the beat down in Columbus. But the only people that didn't think that were Michigan people. I'm going to talk about football players and coaches. They went in there with a game plan, and they were not afraid of anything. And I just – and you were right. You know how many of the pundits, and I've told you before that I can't stand the pick segment. Mm -hmm. Nobody picked Michigan except for Michigan alums uh, uh, Desmond Howard and uh, 
what's his name, Woodson. Charles, on, on, and they basically did it because they had to. They didn't want to look like traitors. So everybody's picking Ohio State, but the, a lot of people are picking Ohio State blowout. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're ever going to get those predictions again because Michigan has turned the corner. Athletes, coaching-wise, Jim Harbaugh has revamped his coaching staff, and it is it is great to see somebody other than Ohio State dominate the Big Ten, but it's even greater that, to see that it's Michigan. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and by the way, I do not think <clears throat> under any circumstances – Ohio State should be led into the playoff picture. Not after they that. They got blown out at home. Not after that. Well, there's there's no. talk of it, and, you know, there could still be a lot of chaos to come. But uh, after that game, that should that should end this year. No playoffs for, for it Ohio It should, but they're also talking about, you know, Alabama. You know, I'd like yeah. to see both of those schools not make it. Well, basically, if TCU and USC win out in the playoffs, this, or their conference championships, they're in – it's Michigan, Georgia, USC, and TCU. That's it. If they win, now if either one of those teams lose, then you got the chaos. But right. I don't think either one of them is going to lose. But you never know. USC's playing Utah, and I believe they already lost to him once. Yeah, they year. lost to him on a last-second play. I don't know if it's no. uh, on a neutral field. I think uh, USC's grown by leaps and bounds, and Utah hasn't played that well the last couple of three games. Yeah. Um, TCU. I don't even know who they're playing. And here's what. Um, I just saw it today, and I'm trying to think. It's it's nobody that they can't destroy. Right. Um, but what I I think is funny that um, I'm looking today, like supposedly the Big Ten was down this year. You know, in some ways, yeah. But Penn State was pretty good. Um, Michigan, of course, was good. Ohio State was good. But this is – have you seen what's happened in the last couple of days? First of all, let's start with the coaches. Uh, Illinois is going to continue to get – good mm-hmm. better because they've got uh, what's his name as coach fickle just got hired at wisconsin we know this guy's a good coach and then yeah uh, rule just got hired at nebraska and he was a good college coach even though he sucked in the pros and then you've got usc and ucla coming in in a couple of years the big 10 if this continues this trend continues and these coaches can do what we think they can do could be equal to the sec i don't think that's that far-fetched i don't think so no, um, no. But uh, that being said, it it was it's all about Michigan this weekend. Even Michigan State fans who mostly have gone into hiding, the ones that you do hear are like, yeah, Michigan's the class of the Big Ten now. There's no there's no getting around that after Saturday. No getting around that. No. So um, it looks like Cade, by the way, has entered the transfer portal. Uh, that's no surprise. He's he's. Uh, Obviously, that's another thing. JJ, it seemed like they kept it under wraps. But this kid came as advertised in this big game. He's athletic. He can throw the deep ball. And, I mean, granted, these guys are wide open. But I think he gives them life and energy that they didn't have. And this is one thing that Harbaugh's got now. He's had the last two years that he never had was a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, the future looks bright for him. Uh, Apparently, Ohio State lost two recruits on Saturday. They both committed to Michigan after the game. I think Ohio State's <laughs> domination of this region in recruiting is is not, I want to say over, but it's been there's been inroads made by other teams. So it was fun to watch. Uh, that was that was a, it was just one of those enjoyable games to watch. Yeah. It reminded me. I remember when the Pistons beat uh, Shaquille and Kobe Bryant in the finals. It was just satisfying to watch it, not only for your team winning, but to see the other team get beat. That's satisfying, and this definitely was. And Ryan Day, he was a, a wise ass. 
a cocky guy for a guy who who had basically inherited a winning program and talking about how he's going to lay ha- 100 points on Michigan or all this stuff. He, he's got he had his ass handed to him and he deserved it. So there you go. Yeah, it was uh, any other comments on that game. It was nice to see the Michigan punter tweet out. Uh, <laughs> the weather was great. Nobody was sick. What's the excuse this year? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. They, they made the sick excuse last year. It is ridiculous. But uh, yeah. yeah. So just a fun Saturday all the way oh, around. It was fantastic. Um, you know, I just there's nothing better than college football this time of year. And there was so, even I mean, I was so pumped up at the Michigan game, but there was some good football games and it was fun to watch Clemson go down. Yes. And uh, <coughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Notre Dame. So, fun stuff. Any and uh, okay, so we, let, let's flip the Michigan script right here to go on to a a, a very very sweaty head coach who got <laughs> uh, beat against Penn State. <laughs> Michigan State. It's it's like I was actually pulling for them in the second half and thought they could. They started to make a game of Penn State because now I'm starting to feel sorry for them because they don't know which end is, is up right now. Because they don't, they want to give Mel Tucker. Some people want to give him some more time, and there's others that want him cut loose right now. He's got that big contract. But what, what we saw the Spartans this year, they're going backwards. And I don't, this quarterback they had is, I, I don't see the athletes out there. I don't know how this is going to return, but I think Michigan State fans are starting to get deja vu of the 80s, 90s, and the 70s, where they're just going to be a back burner team for a while. Now that I could be exaggerating, but uh, that's what it looks like right now. Uh, yeah, well, and there's $95 million still on the hook for Mel Tucker. So, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't pay much attention to them except when they lose. It's kind of fun. But, I mean. And, and if you can't make a bowl game in the way college football is set up now. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, and the Big Ten, again, you get, you get out of way. You get away from Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. There's beatable teams everywhere, and you can't pile up six wins against them. I yeah, that's a, that's a problem, but you know that's their problem. I mean, the Big Ten, no question, was down, but uh, right, yeah. Uh, I mean, Northwestern sucked, so- and Minnesota sucked, and you know, uh, Indiana was terrible, and you know they couldn't beat any of them. Yeah, they didn't. They lost Maryland. to Minnesota and Indiana. Well, he had a great year last year. He, he had a great year last year because he had so many transfer portal people didn't he have like 20 something that came to transfer portal yeah well what what happened is the rest of the league caught up to him exactly the rest of the league said hey wait a minute people are not going to look at that and go oh let's go to east lansing yep and they grabbed an nfl running back off the transfer portal that is really the key is that guy Mm -hmm. uh uh, let's stepped up for him yeah he won the michigan game for him so gave yeah, and he's a he's a damn good back if you've seen him on Seattle too. So he's, uh, but uh, all right. Well, let's switch gear. We can talk more college football later. But I think uh, we need to discuss the Detroit Lions, who on Thanksgiving played a good game, another great moral victory. We've had three of those already this year. Um, but once again, I'm watching the game. I just I just to have a Lions victory on Thanksgiving, it just makes the meal taste better. And then when you see. Basically, in the last 90 seconds, and tell me if I'm wrong here, we commit a stupid, ridiculous roughing the passer penalty, yep. which gives Buffalo a touchdown. We, we, for some strange reason, on third and one, 
when we're trying to milk the clock and keep it out of what's-his-name's hands, we don't run for it. But then when we pass, we decide to throw a long out when you've got two receivers wide open right across the middle. That was a stupid call and a stupid play, so we settle for a field goal there. And then we allow Buffalo to have on their first play with 25 seconds left a 40-yard completion. And that's the ball game right there. Just Lions meltdown in the last 90 seconds. It's frustrating. It seems like it happens every Thanksgiving that we're losing in the last second. But should we take comfort in the fact that we played Buffalo, a potential Super Bowl team, tough? Mm. This one hurt a little bit. Referenced earlier, I've been on the earth 61 years. Yeah, this is we're used to this though. You can't take comfort in it. When do you stop taking comfort in this shit and see it move forward? Yeah, Tom. Three moral victories. Hey, we're seven and four then. Oh wait, no, we're not. Still (laughs) four and seven. Right, but this one. This one. Yeah, this one felt different. It just, you know, they looked good the entire game. I mean, they really looked like an NFL team. Like they knew what they what they were doing. Um, I don't know. I the, you know, the the third and one play. Everybody bitches about. There weren't two guys open. There were two guys open once he released the ball, and everybody went to get the one guy. They weren't open at that point. At the point of. At the uh, he was open. He he open. he also didn't he also didn't do what he was supposed to do on the route, which I I get it. Oh, okay, I get it. But you go for I I don't I don't regret going for the kill shot there. I don't. You I mean, Man, I, I first of all, how many seconds are left in the clock? Why not? If you run it, you can get the first down and use clock. Um. You can still go for a touchdown, but you, the last thing you do is want to give Buffalo any time, which look what happened. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I can't – got to admit the roughing the pass penalty was, ridiculous. This is stupid. And then how they, stupid. they give uh, Josh Allen a 40-yard completion on the very first play. Really, the, if, they, if that play goes for nothing, we're going into overtime. And so uh, that was frustrating, just the, the way they find to lose. But on the other hand – they have now had a streak of four straight games where they played good football. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So Campbell seems to be building something. It's just frustrating that these get these losses build up. I mean, it's just so frustrating. Because look at it. If they got that game, the Dallas game they had in the fourth quarter, and they fumbled the ball going into the end zone, and then the Minnesota game. All they need is two out of three of those, and they're, they're look. But even as you look right now, if the Lions finish four and two, there's a good shot they could get that final wild card. So each one of these little losses did, did just add up, but um, it looks like we're going to, maybe not this week, but the next week we're going to get the receiver uh, from Alabama mm-hmm. playing. So this could be, and look at the garbage we got on the schedule. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's out. The Bears, uh, who knows when Fields is coming back. We we have Jacksonville, which they're, I guess, okay, but certainly a beatable team. So there's, there are wins on the schedule if we can play like we have the last four weeks. Right. And, I mean, if you want to you, – you look at their schedule, they haven't, they haven't lost to anybody that's, that was under 500. They beat those people. <laughs> you know, but, they, I mean, yeah. Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers – or Cowboys, Dolphins, Bills, those are pretty good football teams. And, and yeah. I mean, there's – again – Seven and four and moral victories, I guess. But I mean, you're playing them tough. You're playing them into one possession games. But you know, I don't. Shit, I don't know. I, and again, does your philosophy change because you are going to get a top five pick? Because 
the Rams are they're going to shut down Cooper Cup. They're going to shut down Stafford. You know, they may shut down Jalen Ramsey. They're going to shut down everybody. They'll get a top five pick from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the question they asked too is, um, Jared Goff. You know, I go back and forth on this guy, but is he the guy? Because if he isn't, you need to draft a quarterback somewhere high this draft. Or is he? I don't think he was the problem. No. On Thursday. No. I think he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think he's great. But if you get pieces around him, he can he can win. So I don't I'm up in the air on, on Mr. Goff. Well, really. I mean, statistically look at him, he's I believe he's in he's top ten in touchdowns against interceptions. Uh, quarterback rating, the QBR, he's top 10 in all of that. So, I mean, when was the last time we had a top 10? I mean, we'd had Stafford, but, I mean, I agree. had a top 10 quarterback and, and bitched about him the entire time. It's like he's he's and he's good. Brown, he doesn't have a huge amount of weapons. No, and he, you know, he... He he played well on Thursday. He didn't kill him on Thursday. He almost he wanted to. That one time he got spun around and threw it to the to the. <laughs> but that was you know that was his only really bad throw. And I don't know. He's he's not awful. I mean, I watched Brady yesterday in the, after the uh, no. in the fourth quarter in the overtime, and he just I don't know. He doesn't. He does he look as bad as Brady? No, you know. I'm not saying he's Brady, but he just Brady. He looks better than Brady does now. No. No. He's not the problem. Speaking of Brady, it's I just hope he hangs it up this year and just it, he, he's not the problem. But I mean, I just don't want to see this part of his career. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sure the they're Packer fans that don't want to see this part of Aaron Rodgers' career. Although I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> I'm just, I just. I I don't think. You know, the Green or Tampa Bay has a chance to win anything this year, and I don't know about next year either. So I, I just, I just like to retire. Yeah, so would I. You know, find love, find love again, Tom. Um, yeah. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, this is completely enjoyable. This, this, uh, this meltdown of the Packers, and then the what's his name, the kid comes in love yesterday and looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so now people are saying, ah, maybe Sharon should just sit out the rest of the year. And I love that kind of talk. Yeah. But it is amazing to watch the Packers melt down. And uh, no division championship for them. No playoffs. Makes me feel good. Bye, Aaron. Yep. And uh, for all the people that are flying, I, I live up in northern Michigan, and all these people that fly these Packer fang, uh, flags, enough of that. It's over. Um. Let's see. Anything else you want to talk about pro football? We've had a lot of stuff. Uh, I think there's a lesson to be learned in New York with Mr. Zach Wilson. Maybe you shouldn't sleep with your mom's best friend. <laughs> okay, that's the lesson there. He, I, he might be done. Um, but anything else to give me some pro or, or college football talk? Feel free. I'm a little empty today because I, I was just relishing in the Michigan win that I didn't concentrate on a whole lot else. Uh, Western Michigan. Lines weren't on this week. I didn't watch a whole lot. Western Michigan fired their coach uh, fired today. The coach. Yeah. Go. So I'm hearing Western rumors. Ur- I'm hearing rumors. Urban Meyer. <laughs> oh my god! What are you 
<laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. I don't know who they're going to get. Yeah. Who's better than this guy? I don't know. I don't know who. But um, that was a little disappointing since they extended him last year for some reason, and then they fire him ten months later. Um, so I don't. I don't understand that. Five uh, wins this year, was it? Yeah. yeah, five, seven, and one or whatever. Hey, you know, he beat Central. He couldn't beat Eastern Michigan. He gave up. They they gave up a lot of fourth quarter leads, which was frustrating. And that's what you get. But you know, I don't know who who are you going to get. Who's going to go to Western and become, you know, you know PJ Fleck again? I don't know who. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. I don't know either, but it's a good place for someone to start. So. Um, whether it's an attractive opening, I don't know. But he's gone. You're right. They've got they've got money they to pay him. Understand. They've got money. They've got money. They've got money. That you know they had a five hundred million dollar endowment given to them, the biggest of any university in America. They've got money to pay. Urban Meyer. That was nice actually, you, the, the Mac conference nice has done a good you. thing with this uh, this Maction stuff by having the games on Tuesday. It has opened up a lot of people to watch the Mac. Right. Um, it's right. Of Mac, the, the Midwestern Conference or the, the Mac. Um, I was watching Eastern Michigan play Central. Watched a little bit of that game on Friday. Oh, here's one thing I don't understand. Eastern Michigan used to be called the Hurons, and they changed the name because it was offending Native Americans, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Then why is Central Michigan still the Chippewas? It's like is it's offensive for this school, but not for that school. I don't get it. Unless there's something I don't know. I don't um, know. Unless they were endorsed by the Chippewa Nation, which is what maybe they did. Um, okay. you know, I don't know. Because um, they're godless heathens in that hell town. Well, each board of trustees is different, but you're right. Nothing nothing good happens in Mount Pleasant. No. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> oh, it's just okay. a shithole. Um. Before we get on to the Red Wing report, I did notice something that's happening lately. You know, when Barry Sanders was a player here, he was a pretty quiet guy. Didn't talk to the media a whole bunch. He was nice to him, but he just, you know, he was just quiet, shy. And maybe you don't notice this nationally, although he's on a lot of Nationals commercials. Barry Sanders is everywhere now. Everywhere. He shows up at every Lion game as an ambassador, wears the Hall of Fame jacket. He's, they, they have him coin flip a couple times a game. They put a statue. He, he's at every Lions game, so you can see him in the stands or in the booth. Um, he's doing several commercials here in Michigan. He's on the one now all the time with the Heisman House, Barry Sanders on there. So all of a sudden, Barry has gone from quiet, shy. So the only thing I'm thinking is Barry needs the money somehow. Am I, maybe I'm wrong on that. And, and if he does, fine. Good. Make the commercials. He's he's earned it. That's for sure. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, let's see if I. He's he's good in the commercials. He's good in that uh, the gambling one, the Jamie Fox when he's playing pickleball. That's a funny one. Yeah, yeah, that that's another one. And he does a commercial locally with uh, Kirk Gibson and Darren McCarty and and Barry Sanders, are in. it's pretty cool. Um, it's for the that law firm. What's the oh man the the uh, I slipped my mind. It's it's uh, uh they're on everywhere. All right. Uh, oh, and here's another note. Do you know the Michigan-Ohio State game drew 17 million fans? It's the largest watched college football game in 11 years. This is what I'm trying to say, and I've stayed along with the domination of Alabama. Um, it has hurt college football. You get a little parity, get some teams that can, different teams that can win a national championship, and all of a sudden there's a lot more eyeballs on college football. And I think that's what happened Saturday. 17 million viewers is, uh, that's like, 
what did they say? Four times as high as any of the NBA Finals games. <laughs> and even more viewers in that one game than all the NBA Final games combined. So that's that shows you the power of football. In fact, uh, I just read, too, that the Thanksgiving Day games, all three of them, brought in more more eyeballs than any any other time on Thanksgiving. And uh, so there you go. Just point out that uh, uh, people like to watch football, which maybe we already knew. Um, well, let's get to uh, let me find it here. And we need to get to uh, let's get to the Red Wing report, because uh, I think there's some. Good so any points are good points. The new executive vice president and general manager, Steve Eiserman. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, you two should get a room, you know. Oh, 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 hell yeah, hell yeah. Steve Eiserman. They're breaking out. I saw the retro jerseys. Did you like those uh, for the game against Toronto, is it? Yeah, it's like jerseys from the 1930s, R red with big black stripes in them. So, yeah, <laughs> good for them is right. Um, so give us their lowdown. What's happened since uh, we last talked on Monday of last week? Didn't like the retro jerseys, okay. Wow, that report was just getting good, and <laughs> then he left us. <laughs> you know, probably had some good points to make before he. He did. He's probably still yeah. making them. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's, he's making them, and there's just nobody there to listen. Oh, well. Well, um, I have nothing to add to the Red Wing report. If Paul doesn't come back, we, we'll just have to end the report right there. Well, I, I will add that I think we might have found a goalie. This Husa is the real deal. He, um. Boy, you just anticipate. You've seen those. You've, I'm sure, Tom, you, I mean, I know you're not a big hockey guy, but I know you've, like Ovechkin, they, they pass from the left wing to the right wing over, and, he, you know, he one-times it and scores yeah. a lot of goals that way. This guy's moving. You know, he, he's anticipating. He sees the pass, and he's already sliding over and making himself uh, kind of big in front of the goal. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, you know, hopefully that keeps up and – you know, I hope there's not a uh, kink in the armor somewhere that, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's good. It's good to have somebody back there. I remember, you know, Jimmy Howard and, you know, some of those guys that they've had in the past. It's good to have, good to have a solid goalie because our, our defense is still trying to come together, but having a solid goalie is going to help them. Well, I did see uh, or hear a guy on Detroit Sports Talk Radio that basically was saying, you know, Hockey probably does start too early. It's a long, long season. And what happens is, because of the Michigan and, and the and the Lions here, that the Red Wings' improvement this year is kind of getting shortchanged. That if it continues, it'll catch fire once we get past January. But because there's so many other sports going on, people aren't noticing it. But they, right. this guy, and he knows it because he watches more hockey than me, basically said, this is a whole new ballgame. What's going on there? So, yep. Paul. By the way, I'm assuming that the rest of the report was good, even though you dropped out of out of sight there. 
Yeah, the, my computer decided to stop working. Um, yeah, the rest of the report is good. I mean, it, it, they're solid. And this, this, <laughs> this is going to sound homerish, but when the wings are good, the NHL is better. And anybody who doesn't believe that doesn't doesn't look at the ratings. When the wings are good, the ratings go through the roof. And you know, they're good this year. So, you know, knock on wood, it keeps up because. Hey, look at look at a good Michigan football team and the ratings that that's been bringing in. So you're right. There's, mm-hmm. there's definitely some uh, credence to what you said. And there's a lot of, you know, their, their original six team. They've got fans, Detroit Red Wing fans all over the country. And so, yeah, it's uh, – I agree. And it's, it is a great thing. I mean, I'm not trying to get too excited here. Um, nope. but at least with nope. two of our teams, and I'm including the Lions here, um, seem to after years showing a little improvement which makes me think that the process and the coaches that have been hired are doing what they thought they would and especially with the wings with the hiring of Eisman and so people are uh quietly optimistic is that the word I want to look but uh um I don't know that and uh um I don't know that we can say that about the Pistons. <laughs> By the way, the Pistons, last time we, we did this broadcast, uh, had five wins, and uh, they're still standing at five wins. Five and 17, worst record in the East. And, Paul, you're all for this, right, because uh, you want that number one draft pick. So every the, the, it, it appears that they're tanking. I don't think they're doing it on purpose. All right. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we they only had three wins. Yeah. They're they're winning at a two twenty seven percentage, which is the worst in the NBA. I don't know that they're going to turn over. Their defense is so awful, and 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 nobody really likes their coach. So um, I don't see a turnaround. If they get another high draft pick then the Pistons could be a team that maybe is on the rise. But until then, they're garbage, and that's the way it is. Um, uh, anything else to say before we throw a bag of dicks here? I'm not uh, – uh, like I said, I was focused more on Thanksgiving and Alliance in Michigan. Oh, Boria died? I didn't know that. The great Swede, one of the great players. Oh, really? It was my... uh, Oh, sure, yeah. Um, the Islanders the Islanders are kittens in the Tiger's cage. Remember Tiger Williams or Dave Tiger Williams? The uh um the owner oh I forget the uh the general manager's name. 
But he tra Punch Imlac traded uh, Lanny McDonald, uh, and the the sign said, uh, "Punch Imlac is out to lunch, but not at McDonald's." Remember that sign? And then there was uh, the 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 Maple Leafs will make the Canadians turn and sit. And that was in reference to Daryl Sittler and Ian Turnbull. So there's three. There's three. There's a lot more. Yes, yes. I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, for those nice. of you who don't know or don't remember, but down in Detroit, uh, every Wednesday and every Saturday was Hockey Night in Canada. And it always, well, 90% of the time would feature the Toronto Maple Leafs. So back then, we got to know the Maple Leafs, and I used to love that team with uh, with Sittler and McDonald and Ian Turnbull and Boreas Salming was Boreas Salming was their best player. I mean, Sittler technically because he was always like third, but Boreas Salming was a great defenseman. Um, I remember Dan Maloney was on the team for a while. Who was the who was the uh, God the goalie um, for Mike Palmatier? Remember we went we went to see him a few times at the, at the at the old barn. But I knew all those players, and, and Salming was a he was their best player, I I believe, close to it, and uh, that that was a lot of fun watching that team. But uh, yeah, that's too bad about Salming. But uh, I'm glad they retired his number. The I consider the Toronto, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are are the Detroit Lions of the NHL. Uh, once proud history and have done nothing for the last fifty years. Little blips where they get good. But nothing, no championships, no no, no Stanley Cup finals. That, I, that's what I consider them as, like I said, a proud franchise, and they, they, they love their hockey in Toronto, but not much to speak of. And I thought those were some of the best years, those late years in the 70s with the, the team that we watched. All right, uh, anything? All right, well, that's sad passing of Boreas Salming. Um, any, uh, any other news before we get to throw our bag of dicks here all right uh let me get how the, many goals uh, of the how many goals has the uh men's soccer team scored in two games jeez <laughs> you know a bunch of people suckered me into watching soccer so i watched a game against new england for four shots on goal and zero to zero Okay, I'm supposed to be excited. And somebody tried to tell me on the radio because I thought that was a boring game that I don't know soccer. Well, they're right. I don't know soccer, and it was a boring game. You don't have to so know what? soccer. That was a boring game. I watched, I've watched a few of the games, and there are, some, there are some good games. That game was terrible. Now, I don't care what your soccer friends say. That was it's not my game. friends. I it watched. was somebody on the radio was trying yeah, to lecture I, me I about I don't know yeah. soccer because I didn't think it was a great game. Yeah, but oh well. well. Okay, um, and you pretend to know soccer if you thought that was a great game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. They pl they play Iran, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, before I forget, I did have a trivia question for you. Um. Aaron Rodgers is. Who was the last MVP before Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP and lose eight games the next year? You'll never get this one. It happened in the 80s. To win MVP, and I was shocked that this guy ever won, but I heard this trivia question earlier today. 
Oops, to win MVP Kramer. and then lose eight games the next year. Eric Kramer. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> all right, serious ones. Yeah, no, there's no Lions quarterbacks that won MVP. No. No, I don't know that Marino, Marino ever lost eight games until maybe his last couple of seasons. Um, it was AFC. AFC. Uh, nope. I'll give you a clue. You want some clue? His team was off. His team was often referred to as the Cardiac Kids. Yep, Brian Sipe. Yeah, Brian Sipe with the Cleveland Browns. He won an MVP one oh, year. That's, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's when they were supposed to go to the Cyper Bowl. The Cyper Bowl. Yeah. And they didn't make it. Yeah. So. Well, and they to prove. <laughs> their point he went and lost eight games the next year uh, and that's back when they were playing 16 all right let's uh let's get some uh some dicks antonio brown cussed out the police cussed out his baby mama and threw a bag of gummies shaped like penises at her yeah. the bag of dicks throw bags of dicks antonio brown Threw a bag of dicks at his bag of dicks for the dicks. That we've been doing this year, that Antonio Brown hasn't hasn't done anything stupid this week, as far as I know. Huh. I don't either. Oh well. Uh so what do you got? Mike. Oh, okay, Paul. You want to start? Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He was sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So you, you don't you watch the big noon kick? Does they do every game? Yeah, yeah. Thought it was a hokey pokey. Oh, I hate that. That's been going on for decades. Yeah. They say, yeah, and they say, yeah, you could give a producer this script and they wouldn't believe it. You know that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't believe it. Yeah, it's. I know. You look <laughs> at the stuff that they make. Of course, they'd believe it. No, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, I probably at one point wanted to bring that up too. Yeah, they, the, the Hollywood script needs to go. These announcers, it's, it is lazy, but that's what these guys. A lot of the really bad ones. That's what they are, freaking lazy. Well, that that pair, that pair that worked the game. That he, uh, who's who's the guy that the head announcer there? Gus Johnson. Yeah, Gus. He's always say, he's special. He's yeah. special. He's such. Shut up. He's, he's a special player. Yeah. Okay. It's like when I hated Musburger would say, he's going to play on Sundays. 
he's going to play on Sundays. Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like Gus Johnson's just too over the top for me. I, I, I just don't like it. But there's some there are a lot of people that apparently do, so whatever. He's got a commercial now. and Yeah, well, that and that's what you become. That's what Dick Vitale became. It was great because he was enthusiastic at first and all that. Then he became a caricature, and it came over the top. It's like, all right, now it's it's a. Uh, and that's why I was like Madden. I don't think he ever got to that point where he was, you know, he was just being genuine the whole time. But uh, any more bags? Those are those are good dicks to throw for sure. Mike, just one bag, but it's going. It, it's going to be widespread. Um, all, I, I'm just very tired of all the sports prognosticators. They know, I don't say they never get it right. Turn around, look at the bookies, take what they say. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be right. But they're pulling out, you know, this quarterback's going to do this, or this running back's going to do this, and that's going to put them over the top. They're terrible. I, I just hate the prognosticators. Just let yeah. it play out. Let the game play. You know, don't give me your, you know, that fucking – a uh, guy on ESPN, Bear. Well, where the fuck did he come from? And now he's making know. predictions. And why don't they show his record week after yeah, week? Because exactly. they don't. You know? you know, it's like Jimmy the Greek. He was yeah, never yeah. right. Jimmy the or, Greek or says look at, the Jets go the Giants. <laughs> look at Lee Corso's record of putting on the the hats. It's it's horrible. Yep. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. No, that's so that's it's a it's a yeah. it's a minor thing. I just. I get tired of them, you know, and they always have it. I think, Tom, you alluded to it last week or the week before. You know, they got at the bottom all the, all you know, all seven or eight studio announcers and field announcers. Who's Bob going to pick? Well, who gives a frog's bad ass? I don't. No. Just play the game. I, I said that the other day. I could care less. Yeah. And I like when these guys say something completely obvious and they act like they're breaking ground, like they're Einstein. They'll say something like, well, this guy is he's a he's a backup quarterback, so what they're gonna have to do is establish that running game. You don't want pressure on this quarterback, especially a guy who's new. Like, really? That's something you're you're breaking new ground with this, huh? Please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. So uh any more uh once once yes, in a while. Oh yeah, what? Yeah. Well, you just have to look. And I made this point about the picks last week that I just hate this segment. But you look at ESPN's College Game Day and Fox's Big Noon Kickoff and their predictions for the Michigan Ohio State game. The only ones that picked Michigan were the Michigan alumni, and they did it basically because they didn't want to look like they were, you know, uh, throwing their fans overboard. But if it, if they all of them would have picked Ohio State, and they were all wrong. And so these pick segments are useless. If you know, if somebody would have come out and said, "No, I think Michigan's going to blow them out," and this is why, boom, boom, boom. No, they don't say that because they don't know. They don't know. So, 
All right, I've got several bags. Uh, I've got several dicks that I need to throw, and I'll make this quick. First of all, Paul, I think you brought up last week the Fox pregame, the Fox, uh, uh, the promos for the games, and how ridiculous. Although I don't, you threw a bag of dicks at that because they were talking about Saquon Barkley and the game he was going to have. I would like to just throw a bag at the producers of that whole segment. I watched this week. It's the uh, for the Titans, and I forget who the Titans are playing, but with this obvious cliché, and then they get to Derrick Henry. Oh, my God, this guy's a game changer. He's a potential MVP, you know, and it's going back and forth. And then Aaron Andrews added this. This is the only thing she said in the entire promo. He, guys, he's fun to watch. There you go. There's your promo. So whoever producer came up with these things, they're so hackneyed and they're so cliched and stupid. That guy, that producer needs a bag of dicks thrown at him. Here's another bag. Uh, Nick Saban is out at the podium saying how his team deserves a shot at the playoffs. Now, never mind that they lost two games, but they, they haven't beaten a good team all year, and they almost lost two other games, of Florida and to Texas. And uh, um, this is not a college. They should not be in the playoff. And he's out there with that podium with the Coke sitting in front of him trying to t- convince me that Alabama should be one of the playoff teams. He needs a big bag of dicks thrown at him big time. Also, uh, Paul Feinbaum, who has been the biggest, the biggest critic of Jim Harbaugh. I'm just laughing at him, making fun of him. He's done it for years. Now that Harbaugh's winning, the way he's come around on this is so weak. I think for the, all the criticism he's had, he can't just say, well, I'm just surprised. But, yes, Michigan's playing real well. No, you need to go back and apologize for all the crap you said because it really was over the top. Um. <laughs> So uh, that was uh, so fine bomb. I'd like to throw a big bag of dicks at him. I'd like to throw a bag at. Uh, um, hold on a second. I had it written down here. Oh, yeah. I want to throw a bag at Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And the fact He's that I'm I, I, <laughs> maybe I feel that uh, I overrated this guy. I, I think he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think he's a bad quarterback. And what he's done in Denver is uh is a joke so i th- want to throw a bag at him and i got one more um uh is paul going to join us for this segment what's going on there in chicago yeah he's having a uh, chicago's having a little bit of a problem all right i'll wait for him to get back because we got to end as soon as uh we got he here back. <laughs> yeah hey welcome back we're done <laughs> yeah paul thanks grand opening grand closing you ever see chris rock I have seen him, but I don't remember that bit. He was talking about how, uh, because some of the criminal element in his neighborhood, they can't, he says, he was explaining all the things he can't do. You know, I used to be able to say, my daughter, you could walk here, and then you could walk here, but not here. And then it's not here, 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 but here. And pretty soon she's like skipping around in a a little square. (laughs) And he says, and these people are the reason that we can't open a theater or a nightclub in our neighborhood. Grand opening next week. Grand closing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Paul's not joining me. There he comes. Yeah. um, I want to, I want to piggyback just a little bit on what you said uh, um, with the, with the broadcast and all that. Um, How much does it add to your enjoyment of whatever sport, football, hockey, baseball, to have that miniature little football field and they're out there with a football in their hand describing what's going to happen. Or I watched um, 
uh, the hockey one. They, they showed a replay, and the goalie made a nice save. And then they came to the studio, and there's the guy with in a suit with the goalie stick and the goalie glove. And the other guy is pretending to shoot, and the other guy is saying, and this is what the goalie did. He slid across. Well, we just watched the goddamn replay. We know exactly what he did. I don't need you in studio on a fake sheet of ice showing me what they did or the, or the small back. field or the small baseball diamond. Oh, God, what a waste. Yeah, I what agree with you. I know that's ang- it's anger. I just hate all that stuff. Just give me the game. That's what it's supposed to be about, the game. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the expanded pregame and postgame shows have gotten ridiculous for every sport, and they it's filler, and that's what they do. Uh, I am, but I don't All right. Well, I just want to uh, see you. I'm going to throw one more bag of dicks, and this is a very important one. And this is a bag that goes to everybody who doesn't listen to me when it comes to football. Let's start off with Jim Harbaugh. I was the one screaming that we should never, ever get rid of this guy unless we got something better, and we didn't. I was right. Matthew Stafford, I said this guy could be a Hall of Fame quarterback if he was on a decent team. He's certainly a Super Bowl. I was right on there. Tua, I said the Lions need to draft this guy. He is a good quarterback. Don't pass him up. They, we passed up on him, and boom, look what he's doing now for Miami. Justin Fields, I said, I don't want a cool. I want Justin Fields. I think the Lions franchise would be much better off at this point right now if we had Justin Fields. So people need to listen to me more often when it comes to football because I know what I'm talking about. There you go. That's a bag of dicks for anybody who didn't listen to me on any of that stuff. Boom. Um, so there you go. That's the show for this week. Paul, you got anything to add? Mike, got anything to add? Is that a good way to go out That's with me bragging about myself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just getting good. <laughs> Paul's going into the Derek territory right now where it's just like, oh, yep, he was going to cruise. It's unreliable. Him. Oh, well, yep. well, we should probably say goodnight. I got a, okay. I got a couple things I got to do. Uh, you know, who knows when Paul's coming back, but he did make a good point to end it. So we'll see you next week. Thanks, Mike. Sounds and Paul, good. wherever you are, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Hopefully you have a better Internet connection than you did tonight. Have a good one, man. Bye.